to the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is uh, a past guest, Dr. Matt Lambert. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Jared. Good to uh, good to see you here today, and actually good to I guess uh, reconnect with you at Health in Vegas. Right? I guess that was probably the genesis for us getting back together. Yeah, it was great to see you again in person. Uh, it's always these conferences when you have those in person opportunities, which is great. And uh, you you obviously dropped some exciting news on me at the event, and we we're like, hey, we need to have you back on to talk more about this. No, I, I appreciate uh, appreciate that and appreciate the opportunity to talk about it here today. My uh, upcoming role that I'll be taking as as the, the lead for virtual care and healthcare innovation for the Neom project uh, in Saudi Arabia, and uh, maybe for the listeners who haven't been following that, uh, um, the uh, Crown Prince MBS is very interested in uh, future investment and post petroleum investment, uh, and is investing in multiple parts of their. Uh, of their economy there in Saudi Arabia. And one of them is the Neom project. Uh, and that deals with everything from some new uh, tourism, uh, uh, building some, some new structures for tourism, but also a real focus on health, well-being, and biotech. So uh, it's just a unique opportunity. Uh, we'll talk a little bit on the, on the details about how, how it came about, but uh, just uh, uh, really uh, humbled and excited uh, for, the, for, this, for this next opportunity. Yeah, it was pretty interesting when you shared materials for me to take a look at. Uh, this seems absolutely incredible, like what they're doing with this project across the board, especially the healthcare piece. But um, it, it's it's really futuristic, thinking outside the box, um, and it looks like they're bringing on you know you and and all these other just super bright minds that are especially in your particular area, right? Like you and healthcare and. Um, they're bringing in the best to to put this project together, so that's really exciting. How how did it all come about? You you taking this role? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, and and um, con- uh, continuing uh, of this really fortunate trend of just having folks ask me. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I would and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Trenner Williams, who asked me to uh, get into this field outside of a traditional um, uh, clinical career uh, all those years ago. Uh, and Kevin Collison, the CEO of Curation Health, uh, who asked me to be a part of that effort there. Um, uh, when um, after after New York City Health and Hospitals, uh, we did the, was the CMIO there. Then I went to the University of Washington. While I was there, I worked with a guy named Hani Osman. Hani is um, he was uh, he was part of the pro- project team there. Uh, Hani is originally Egyptian, has been involved with the Neon project for a while, uh, and he just uh, reached out one day and asked me to to be a part of this. So I thought it's just. It was just such a, again, such a unique opportunity and to work with people that you know and trust and work with before uh, is a part of something that I've really been fortunate in and extended my career. And, and what does that look like in terms of, obviously, you're, you're heading out there. Uh, what, what does it kind of look like for where you'll end up working? What is that structure like? Yeah, um, I, I think um, the initial uh, piece will, will be I'll be at the Neom campus itself. If you have a chance to get online, go to neom.com, the site of where they're building the line, the city of the future, where, where which is really going to be where a lot of these ideas on, you know, virtual care and future care are going to coalesce. So they have a campus there. Think of like a Silicon Valley type campus uh, where the, an incubator even might be an, another word for that as well. So I'll be spending a fair amount of time there. Uh, and then also, uh, um, uh, I think that one um, of Honey and I were talking to this, we'll be spending a fair amount of time in Riyadh as well uh, to also um, to kind of project the vision and, and discuss the vision more broadly to the, to the Neom leadership around. I think there'll be uh, some opportunities for remote work, uh, but I think really to be there um, 
uh, especially early on, right? Especially, especially in these first couple of months, it's going to be, it's going to be really key. Um, because, you know, I've, I've always said, um, you know, healthcare technology has very little to do with healthcare and very little to do with technology and everything to do with people and culture. Uh, and to, uh, and to share what I've learned around healthcare and technology with a new cult while learning a new culture, um, just seems, uh, just seems like, again, such an exciting opportunity, uh, um, to make that happen. So, so the first, uh, at least the first two, three months, I, I imagine heads down, um, drinking from the fire hose, whatever cliche you want to, you want to put in there. I can imagine it'll be a, a, a pretty significant transition phase. What do you think will be some of the, ch the initial challenges that, that you may face? Uh, obviously there's, there's, uh, it's, it's a different culture. You're in a different, uh, you know, part of the world. Like what, what does it look like? Um, obviously there's, like you said, the heads down challenge that is expected, but also kind of outside of that, are there anything you, things that you're anticipating? Yeah. Um, I've, you know, I've learned from, um, uh, again, being asked to do some of these large projects, large initiatives that you really have to, you have to run in the door listening. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, I think, uh, especially when you're talking about cross cultures to come in, uh, with, with, um, with too much of a, um, with, with more of a, um, uh, I, I just think it's going to be very important to listen and learn about the culture and about the project up, up until this point before I can take a couple of months to kind of really feel how I can uh, put my leadership uh, imprint uh, on, on what they're doing. Because they've been at it for a while. I think to the, they're to the point now where you can actually start to see it a little bit. Um, and, uh, and, you know, all the, you know the, one of the really exciting things uh, on, the, uh, on the interview, uh, I asked what's the... Um, uh, the biggest challenges uh, and what are the biggest opportunities we see on the project? And the answer to both questions was it's a green field. So, so the, the biggest opportunity and the biggest challenge is that it's a, it's a, um, uh, it, it's, uh, you have a lot of creative freedom here to envision what, what healthcare, uh, a smart city, uh, virtual first approach might look like. And then, and then how do you, how do you go ahead and create that? So, uh, so it's just, uh, I mean, you know, one of the challenges and one of the things I'm really excited about for a change is, you know, in the U.S. market, um, we've um, uh, to create something that drives value for patients that providers will use that also preserves margin for the health system and for the payer. Sometimes that's a pretty narrow lane to walk or, or sometimes that's a pretty small needle to thread. So the idea of being able to create something clinically first that's going to benefit patients and providers uh, and not be sort of wedded to the um, to the to the revenue model because very often very often the revenue model is the biggest uh, impedance to innovation uh, I've learned so to so to be kind of working free from that for a while Jared is aside from aside from the the cultural aspects of it uh, the 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 fact that to to do things for clinical reasons and human centered design reasons as, as opposed to preserving revenue reasons is really kind of uh, really really exciting. What's well, funny as entrepreneurs we're always taught especially in the U.S. like think big. Yeah. And then entrepreneurs in healthcare, we still say think big, but then once it comes time to actually think big and start to put some things in motion, we go, whoa, hold, hold up a little bit. You know, you can't do that or you can't do that yet. Or I don't foresee you have like you're truly in this role. I, if I had to, to guess are going to be allowed to think big all the time and really define what the future of healthcare looks like you know, through your lens, which that sounds like a really exciting opportunity. 
Yeah. Well, uh, the other expression for what you were describing was death by pilot, right? Uh, you know, the P word, man. I do not want to hear the P word uh, when I'm uh, when I'm working uh, on the Neon project because uh, it's your point. You you know, a creative solution. You make a lot of investment in it. Uh, probably getting a lot of margin pressure, right? Too. That's the other thing that I, I'm looking forward to. You know, um, I, I think there'll be uh, just kind of the the long view that they seem to be taking with this project. Um, though, though you won't get quite as much margin pressure from you, like an investor community as you would here. Uh, so to, uh, so to be able to think big, think a little bit longer, um, I, I think is, uh, is going to be, uh, really, really exciting. And again, to focus on, on, uh, and you know, the other thing too, is you know, when I was talking with a couple of the other lead clinicians, you know, again, my f- job one for me is going to be virtual care, uh, and, um, um, and innovation uh, around that. But we also think about the, you know, the, uh, they're going to do some projects on the existing, uh, uh, healthcare structure and the uh, existing population, especially around, uh, genetic screening and a lot of, um, really big data analysis on, on how they're going to do this. And, uh, you know, and I'm entertaining the idea, we'll see how this lands when I get there, but of, of truly open algorithms, right? You know, there's, you get caught in this really weird paradox uh, uh, in, in some of these spaces of where, you know, to be innovative and, and create and create your, your AI technology, but that's also your IP, right? That's where the, that's where, that's where a lot of the value is in what you're doing. And so if we can have, create the kind of culture and have the kind of investment where say, this is what we're thinking, this is how we're going to do it. And oh, by the way, here it is uh, to see the, uh, the actual process around that is something that I, that I think we might have the opportunity to do as well. Now, that's a total game changer. That is a total game changer when you're, when you're uh, coming at this uh, with a completely open uh, set of, 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 how you're, of how you're working your ideas. Well, let's, let's talk to current state U.S. healthcare through your lens. Uh, obviously, first time that we had you come on, things were a little <laughs> bit different. It seems like things were actually moving very fast in the space, right? We were in what seemed like a good, a good period. There was a lot of innovation. There were a lot of new businesses. Um, innovation was, was flourishing. The yep. market looks a little bit different now than it did uh, when you last had you on. What's your take on it? Where do you see things heading uh, here as well? No. Um, so first of all, COVID, right? You can't talk about that era or the last couple of years without COVID and the influence that it had on the space. And we felt that there were so many unknowns and people were uh, literally adapting daily sometimes uh, to, to what was happening. So there was, a, there was a, uh, a spirit of you know necessity driving invention there. We've kind of seems like we've retreated a little bit now post COVID world. Everyone's got a little better eye on that. We start to see that some of the, the segment uh, market segments retreating to kind of their um, um, regular uh, you know, traditional spots. Uh, we even start to see some telehealth things maybe pulling back a little bit. Um, uh, you know, just saw, saw something about that in the news the other day, which is unfortunate. I guess, you know, it's the nature of things, but it's unfortunate. And then the other thing that I think has created a lot of, um, um, especially, you know, a place like health or especially when a lot of this is, you know, the startup world, um, the uh, interest rates going up 5% a year, it, it's really hard to, well, first of all, you feel it every time you go to the grocery store, that's for sure. Um, but, but the uh, interest rates going up that for a space that was really, um, driven for years for uh, only what, 10, 12 years on, 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 on low cost financing. Uh, that financing increasing along with some of the changes, especially that are coming you know, in curation health, we're all in the risk adjustment space and, and, and quality gap space. And with the changes that are coming with version 28, with CMS's, their stated goal being parity between Medicare Advantage and the ACO. Uh, I don't know anybody who's got a business plan that accounts for sometimes an 11% drop in revenue and a 5% uh, increase in your 
uh, cost to borrow money, it's a 16% margin squeeze. Um, so, so I think between those changes, um, and, and which I think are going to drive a lot of consolidation and among some of these more niche products, and that was definitely a, a buzzword uh, at, at health as well, consolidation. Uh, but I think I think between between the market getting tighter uh, and uh, and payers and providers kind of retreating to tr- more traditional stances post COVID, um, it's a, I, I see a pretty tough road ahead. So that's another reason you know try not to ignore an obvious opportunity when it you know literally shows up on your phone um, uh, to 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 take this now because I think there's just going to be some other innovative opportunities there. Uh, in a different environment. You talked to health a little bit in there. Uh, obviously that wrapped up not too long ago. It was uh, it was a good event. Great to see some familiar faces in person. Yeah. Another big kind of hot topic was uh, general catalysts uh, interest in, in buying a hospital system. What's, what's your take on that? Um, after the initial, I'll call it my well, shock might be too strong world, but after the, after the initial um, uh, absorbing that, it's it's the next step, you know. When you think about the way they view this, uh, um, and the way um, the way being VC, uh, and the way they uh, tend to stack investments, um, uh, and I think actually, you know, that that'll also help. You know, a lot of these niche products, a lot of these point solutions. Um, that's also going to force them to start thinking about these in more of a platform uh, way. And, you know, again, I think the platformization of all this. I don't know why it wouldn't go that way. It seems to go that way every other time in healthcare. Um, but um, I'm going to use a really bad pun here, but I think that might catalyze uh, <laughs> um, the uh, their kind of consolidation on how they do this. Because there's not going there's no substitute for owning the thing from soup to nuts and operating the thing and seeing how these technologies work together and not work against one another or, or, or don't. So as, 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 um, um, as, as big of a change it is, I think it's the, uh, it's the next step. It's the next progression. Yeah. And I think what it also can uh, do is it puts pressure on the other hospital system. Like they're going to see a, a super innovative VC firm come in and, and be able to move a bit faster, make some change just, just because that's how they're, they're used to doing things. Uh, it makes it so, okay, now it's possible for these other hospital systems to kind of follow suit and makes decisions and, um, I think it could be a really good thing. It'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. And if also other firms have interest in, in doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, the, again, my, my only plea is, um, you know, let the, let the, let the patients and the providers, uh, help, help guide you on this, right. Trying to, trying to keep a piece of technology. So, you know, just to protect investment, um, can't be, can't be the guiding principle here. It has to be, it has to be, how does this help us get through our day more efficiently? And, you know, I, I was just down at uh, Flacco's um, uh, in Florida, their ACO conference there. And Nick Redding and I, uh, or I, I was, um, were on a panel of just talking about health, 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 uh, health AI. And I would love to see, I think, I think we'll see, um, you know, anything that we can do with AI to just remove some of the rote, uh, uh, monotonous, repetitive tasks. Um, I think, I think that'll be, um, I, I think that's a really good use of it. Uh, and that way you can let clinicians focus on, on critical thinking and, you know, in bedside manner. Uh, but I also, um, um, I also think that historically, historically, the, 
getting these point of care tools are the biggest challenge. That's why I think we might see a lot of this innovation might come outside of the workflow. Uh, and we think about, you know, uh, R&D for prescriptions uh, or, or excuse me, for pharmaceuticals, or we think about, you know, matching patients with studies. I, th I think we'll see that part progress faster. I think the, the, the slower road is going to be how do we get all of these tools into the, into the point of care where, where people either are delivering care or receiving care with, with those tools. I still think that's going to be a, um, that, that'll be a bumpy road. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, well, yeah. I want to thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast and updating us on, on what's, what's next for you. And it sounds super exciting. We'll definitely have to have you come back on, uh, especially as, as things really start kicking off. And I know you're going to be, like you said, heads down for, for the first few months, but again, would be great to have you come back on chat about what's happening and, always uh, get your opinion on things happening in healthcare. Fantastic. Good to reconnect. Uh, thanks for having me on to talk about this. Uh, look forward to the next time. We'll maybe I'll, I'll ping you in three months or so and we'll see where we are.